Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. Tech Guide. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 145. Hello and welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer technology. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. And if you're joining us for the very first time, welcome aboard. I'm your host, Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, the Apple Watch finally goes on sale. Whole Pantry app developer Bill Gibson admits she lied about her cancer and Microsoft to open its first flagship store outside the U.S., right here in Sydney. In the Tech Guide reviews, we take a detailed look at the Apple Watch and the the apps you can download for the device. We also check out the Beats Solo 2 wireless headphones. And we'll finish it off, as we do every week, with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products. Plenty to talk about, so let's jump straight in. Well, the Apple Watch is now on sale. It went on sale on April 24, which was a few days ago. And thanks to the time difference, Australia got in line first. So we got our hands on the device even before the U.S., now, the, 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 the launch date had a different feel to a regular Apple product launch. Uh, and it was a, because of the fact that they opened pre-orders two weeks early, they also allowed customers into the store to actually play with the watch, to try it on, to get their hands on it. So it was unusual that Apple did that, but the main reason they did do that was because this was a product that you don't just buy and put in your pocket. This was a product that was a little bit more sophisticated, a little bit more fashion uh, on the fashion side, a bit more style, style conscious, and was something that we wear. So a lot of people were given the opportunity to not only check out the product, but also to see the various diff- the various watch bands and all the styles, uh, and and that allowed them to have enough information about the product to place their pre-order, which is exactly what they did. Those pre-orders actually wiped out the entire pre-sale stock. So day one, you could not walk into a store, an Apple store, and buy a watch. You needed to order online. Even if you did walk into the store on day one or even today, you'll be directed to a computer to make your order online, and that will be then delivered to your home. If that changes in the future, we're not aware of that. We're not sure. That may change in the future. Stock may be a little bit more under control. But the fact that Apple Watches is a product that has so many variations, there are three different types of Apple Watch, many different, uh, well, two different sizes and six different watch bands. So there's a number of combinations for Apple to satisfy the needs of all their customers uh, that have to have stock in a massive warehouse and sent directly out. They're not going to have all that type, that amount of stock 
in any one store. So it makes sense that people are ordering online. So as a matter, as a result of that, there weren't any of the usual lines outside Apple stores when the big product launches take place. Uh, so uh, it, it was, it did have a bit of historic feel though, because Apple, this was their first product, first new product category for five years. The last one before this was the iPad. So Apple Watch is their latest product category. They've now entered the, the smartwatch market, really giving it a lot more attention. There's a lot more people aware of smartwatches now than ever before, That the, thanks to Apple entering the market. Uh, the product itself, we're going to talk about it in detail in the reviews part of Tech Guide. But uh, for, the, for the moment, the, if you want to get your hands on an Apple Watch, you need to order it online. And if you were to make an order today, you're looking at a June shipping date. So you have to wait up to six weeks before your order can be fulfilled. So such is the demand on the product. Apple uh, are, are, are only taking orders online. As I said, you can't walk into a store and walk out with an Apple Watch. They're only available online, and they will only be delivered to your home. So the only Apple Watches you can see in store are the display models. You can try one on. Uh, you can uh, on the on the display tables. You can actually interact with the device. So use the digital crown, the button. Uh, and we, as I said, we're going to talk about not only the watch, Apple Watch itself, but also the many apps that are available for the device as well. Apple Watch, it's here and it's popular. And you can read more about how you can get your hands on one at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide, keeping you updated and educated. Well, we have spoken in the past about controversial wellness blogger, Bell Gibson. Now, Bell Gibson has actually been a part of the Tech Guide podcast. We interviewed her back in September last year, ironically, at the Apple Watch launch. And it is in the same week of the product, the Apple Watch being launched, where Ms. Gibson has now come out and admitted that her claims of having terminal brain cancer or any type of cancer was all one big lie. She opened up in an interview with Woman's Weekly and confirmed all of our suspicions. There was, uh, in back in March, there were stories cir- circling, circulating that she had made up her cancer claims, that uh, she had founded her wellness empire on a lie, uh, and those were confirmed in her Women's Weekly interview. Uh, We spoke to her, as I said, back in September. She was the only Australian developer with access to Apple Watch before anyone else. So she was given the opportunity by Apple to develop uh, her whole pantry app for Apple Watch. And it was uh, on the title page of Apple Watch. Apple uh, really put her out in front of the press as a great human interest story. As And if you took take it on uh, face value, if you took it on face value back then, it was a great story. Not only was she the only Aussie with access to, to the Apple Watch and to develop for Apple Watch, one of the first in the world, but she'd also had this incredible backstory about fighting terminal brain cancer and, uh, and, and still trying to build her business and to build the popularity of her app. Uh, we did interview her, and I'm going to play uh, just a, a two minutes, uh, not even that, a, a 90 second snippet of the, that interview uh, where she. Uh, as we know now, uh, th- what she says is a complete lie. She talks about being diagnosed with cancer, not once but twice in this uh, this short snippet I'm about to play you. 
But this whole claim of her having cancer was only to achieve one thing. It, it wasn't a mistake on her part. That's kind of what she intimated in her Woman's Weekly interview. She said, well, uh, I want people to think, well, you know, she's human. Uh, that, to me, suggests that uh, she wants everyone to feel like she made a mistake. That That's not the case. This was an elaborate lie. This was a hoax that she perpetrated and maintained and, and, and sustained so that she could increase her credibility uh, her credentials as a wellness guru. Uh, this not only endeared her to the many whole pantry app users, but also to Apple. This this lie got her th- past Apple's best defences, and they, uh, unfortunately, like everybody else, were fooled uh, in the same way, and, and they put her up in front of the world media and uh, have now since uh, taken down the whole pantry app from the App Store and also removed it from the Apple Watch page. It is nowhere to be seen. Uh, It is quite an incredible story. And our interview with her, which I'm going to play in a moment, really uh, her words uh, not only just uh, are a huge lie, but also highlights the fact that she's actually... This was a performance for her. It was an emotional interview at the time. It, it was very emotional. Uh, she was pausing because she was fighting back tears. And I've got to admit, I was a bit choked up myself. It, it was it was a stunning performance looking back on it now. Bill Gibson, whole pantry app developer, she lied about her cancer and is now, uh, you know, her credibility is really out the window. And where she goes from here, we don't know. But... Uh, here before we sign off on this segment I just thought I would just play back that small part of the interview where she talks about her cancer you make up your own mind tell us a bit of background how did you come up with uh, your your app so what was, what was the motivating factor five years ago I was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer um, we had tapped into a really beautiful network of people on our online social media communities and I'm really honest about my journey with my health and that opened up everyone else's honesty and everyone else's stories and what we kept finding was those in our community were feeling very unsupported and uninspired as well. It's everything from I have cancer, I feel like I need to be doing more, what can I be doing? Or I have bad skin and that's a reflection of what's going on inside my body. How's it It's funny that I'm here. All of my friends and family said, Belle, you can't go. Six weeks ago, um, I was re-diagnosed with multiple cancers. Um, but I'm feeling on top right of the here. world. Right yeah, here. exactly. And I get out of bed for what we do. Uh, we really believe that we're changing people's lives. All right, well, Microsoft, that's a big name, a big company, and they are making waves in more ways than one. There's a lot of uh, hardware they're releasing. In fact, they've got the new uh, Surface 3 tablet coming out in a week or so. But the big news coming out of Microsoft is the fact that they are opening a new flagship store. Well, what's so big about that news, I hear you ask? They're opening stores all over North America. That is true. The big news about this new store is the fact that it's going to be right here in Sydney, in the Pitt Street Mall to be precise, right outside the Westfield Centre. It is the first flagship store Microsoft will build 
outside of North America. Due to open just before Christmas, it would be located in the main entrance of the Westfield Mall, right in uh, the Pitt Street Mall there, right next to Sephora. I'm sure our lady, our female listeners know where Sephora is in Pitt Street Mall. This is going to be a two-storey retail space with 6,000 square feet. So uh, what it's going to allow is for people to experience all of the new Microsoft products. And you've got to remember, Microsoft was once a software company, is now a hardware company. They're making tablets, Surface Pro 3, Surface 3. They're making Windows phones, Xbox One. So a lot of hardware coming out, uh, and along with all the software that exists as well. So they're going to create a store that will allow customers to literally get their hands on their products. They're also going to have an answer desk where customers can get uh, some support and maybe some troubleshooting if they're having some problems. So uh, this is going to be, look, a lot of people are going to draw comparisons with the Apple Store. Yes, they uh, the staff do wear colored T-shirts. They do wear their lanyards around their neck. They're very similar in that sense. There's an answer desk. Apple has a genius bar. So yes, there are similarities there. It'll be interesting to see, though, just how popular Microsoft Store will be here. Uh, I have seen uh, in the U.S. Uh, a few of these Microsoft Stores. There was one place actually in San Jose where I was for an Apple launch recently and it was interesting to see that the Microsoft store in this Westfield Mall, was another Westfield Mall in San Jose, was directly opposite an Apple store. And I thought that was uh, just remarkable that these two stores could almost literally be facing each other. Uh, I did note, though, the Microsoft store had only a few people, whereas the, and the Apple store was absolutely packed. Now, things are turning around. I know Microsoft have got some big, uh, big plans ahead, especially with the release of Windows 10. This is the operating system that will bring the same software across the board, whether you're using a tablet, a smartphone, a laptop, a desktop. It is the same operating system. It's going to unite the family of products. And hopefully for Microsoft, uh, hopefully for Microsoft, will attract more customers to their mobile devices like their smartphones and their tablets. So people will feel, and, and let's face it, more than 85%, nearly 90% of users worldwide are on a Windows computer. If you can convert some of those to your phones or tablets, it's going to be a good day. We'll soon see this Microsoft store is due to open in Australia just before Christmas. So keep your eye out for that. If you're wandering through the Pitt Street Mall, if you want to read more about it, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they've just released Arlo. This is the 100% wire-free, high-definition smart home security camera. There's no need for a power outlet, hence the reason why it's called wire-free, not just wireless. No need for a power outlet near the camera, which means there are no ugly cords, no power points you need to install, and you'll have the freedom to place your cameras wherever you like, even slightly off your property looking in, as long as it's within your wireless network. Arlo security cameras have built-in night vision, so you can see what's happening at any time of the day or night. And you don't have to worry about buying an indoor and outdoor version. It's the same one. They can be used inside or out. All the Arlo cameras are weatherproof as well. Users can enjoy amazingly sharp 720p live video and receive notifications if they detect movement thanks to their motion detection alerts. So whether you want to check in to make sure the kids are home safe, that the baby's still sleeping, the courier dropped off that package, 
or if your holiday home or small business is secure, Arlo can give you peace of mind and all from the palm of your hand with the free Arlo app. A click or two is all you'll ever need to set up and is all you'll ever need to check in. Check out the new 100% wire-free smart home cameras from Netgear at arlo.com forward slash au. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide. Now, as promised, we are going to have our detailed look at the Apple Watch, followed by, in the next segment, the apps that have been launched for the product as well. But firstly, the product, the Apple Watch. It is, just like all the other Apple products, it is beautifully designed. It has a great look and feel, it re- and it's going to change this smartwatch category. Plain and simple. The Apple Watch, you get available in two sizes, 38mm, 42mm, so one for the women, one for the men. But the Apple Watch is designed to link, link seamlessly to your iPhone. It's like an extension to the iPhone, let's just call it, and bring all sorts of notifications, messages, information in a convenient place right there on your wrist. So rather than having to dig out your phone to find that piece of information or to receive that notification, it's simply a matter of looking at on your wrist. Very, very convenient. The Apple Watch, uh, as I said, designed beautifully. It, uh, it And because of the fact that it's a something, a product that you wear, so that beauty, that design, it took on a new level of importance for Apple. They wanted people to proudly wear this, to be... Be, uh, to to for it to fit in with their style, to fit in with the fashion. Uh, hence the reason why there are not only three different types of Apple Watch, but also six different types of watch bands as well. Uh, for our review, we were using the 42mm stainless steel model, so that's Apple Watch, uh, with the link band bracelet as well. Uh, all up, that package is worth about $1,479. So it's not cheap. It does start off at 499 for the 38mm Apple Watch Sport, 579 for the 42mm Apple Watch Sport, then all the way up to like something ridiculous like $24,000 for the Apple Watch Edition, which is made of 18-karat gold. But back to the watch itself. Now, what is this supposed to do? What can it do? And what can't it do? Now, the Apple Watch, one thing that I like about the Apple Watch is, apart from the design, apart from the interface, it knows its limits. It doesn't pretend to over-deliver. It doesn't offer you things like a keyboard or a camera or other little tiny buttons that are going to be just so so annoying or so cumbersome, so hard to use. It is aware that it is a small screen, and they've got a couple of things. A couple of things Apple have done to help the customers and users still have a, a great experience using the device without being frustrated. Now, uh, the the reason I say that is because there are other smartwatches on the market that do have little keyboards and offer these little features that are really hard to do. Hard, it 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 ruins the experience. Apple Watch knows its limits. Now, the reason I say that is because it's mainly a device for looking at things, for checking email, checking information, for reading mail, uh, scrolling through maps, look, using it as a boarding pass, all these sorts of things. You, you, you're not going to find a keyboard. You cannot type on this device. Emails you can only look at and delete. 
messages you can receive you can also send messages the reason you can send messages is because there's no keyboard as i said there are pre-prepared replies uh there are some smarts in the system where if uh, someone sends you a text message it can actually look at the keywords in the message and create a reply an intelligent reply whether you know it might be a message saying hi steve do you want to go to pizza or sushi the replies may be pizza, sushi, uh, so it gives you the ability to respond in that way. You can also talk to the Apple Watch, so you can dictate a response and send it as, a, as either an audio file or as text, like a normal text message. There were During our reviews, we were able to exchange a few texts without even our phone leaving our pocket. We were able to use the pre-prepared messages, the emoticons, there's a lot of fun emoticons you can use to reply, uh, as well as the dictation as well. So from that point of view, I think the apps that were created, and we are going to talk about the third-party apps in the next segment, but the apps that Apple have created reinforce that mantra where you're not going to be able to enter text, but you are going to be able to look at a lot of information, look at your notifications, see the weather, use it as a training device. It's a very good uh, activity activity device where you can track all your training. There's a heart rate monitor. Uh, the touchscreen is excellent. Speaking of the touchscreen, that was another thing Apple really had to address. The, the screen isn't very big at all. And if you were trying to use the screen, which you can do if you want to, you can use the screen to scroll through the content. But by scrolling through the content using the touch screen, you're covering up the content. That's why Apple came up with the great idea of using the digital crown. That's the winder, if you don't know the lingo in uh, watch circles. This is the the knob on the right-hand side that is not only the home button when you press it, but it is also a way for you to scroll content, to zoom and, and, and zoom out of content, to increase the volume, to uh, increase the value, or to, to, to maybe go up. Uh, you want to set a, a timer. You, you can use that to sort of to adjust the, the numbers there, adjust the time, uh, a little th- the, the timer, little things like that. So uh, th- that is another way you can interact with the content and another another feature given to the user to use it easily to scroll through content easily without actually covering up the content so apple really had a thoughtful design behind apple watch Uh, the second button on the side is a direct access to your contacts so you got all your favorites right there and those people in the, in that list, you can use that. You can you can call. You can make calls on the on the Apple Watch. You can ring uh, anyone in your contact list. Uh, it, it does have a handy little speaker and a microphone. It is actually surprisingly good in quiet environments. Like I, I I do often use it when I was sort of working. I was typing on my laptop, and I was still able to have a conversation through the Apple Watch without having to bring the watch to my face, to my mouth, to to make myself heard clearly. I could hear the caller quite clearly. They could hear me quite clearly, and that was keeping my my at the apple watch on my wrist uh on the desk level anyway uh so you can make and receive calls that is a handy feature best suited for quieter environments i I found it very difficult to do that in loud shopping centers it was hard to hear the person on the other end uh so probably uh best use it use it when you can hear properly when you've got a bit of privacy uh, and you can also, of course, send your messages. But if the people that are on your friends list, there is a new form of communication where you can send them a tap. Now, there is a little taptic engine on board uh, that creates a little haptic feedback. So you can actually tap someone uh, on your list and they'll receive a little tap in response. So you, it's gone through and given them a little tap. You can also draw little pictures. You can even send them a heartbeat. Press two fingers on the screen and it'll send your heartbeat to them as well. So 
it is a, an all-round product. It it does work very well. It it, uh, it is really easy to use. It's seamlessly. It's a seamless extension of your iPhone. There were times where I didn't need to get my iPhone out. I could go through mail. I could look. I could look and delete mail. I couldn't reply to mail, of course. But half the time, I'm deleting emails I don't want. If I can do that on a watch without even having to touch my phone, that's a win for me. Uh, Performance-wise, I think the biggest question is the battery. Battery surprised me how good it was. Uh, the Apple quoted 18 hours of battery life. Well, we got through two full days on one charge, which uh, Apple, I think, have under-promised and over-delivered there. A lot of people are pleasantly surprised that the battery does last quite a while. That was a worrying little question a lot of people had. That was the thing that they were asking about most often. Uh, to charge the device, there's a little magnetic plate, so you get a cord, USB cord with that little magnetic uh, charging plate that uh, clips onto the back there, and it will charge up the watch usually takes a couple of hours to get a full charge. Uh, a couple of things that we should point out that, uh, look, there are a lot of features on board, but there are some shortcomings as well. One thing is the device is not waterproof. So don't think you're going to take this swimming, unlike other sports watches, which could go to a depth of 100 metres and or have all these sorts of uh, features. Apple Watch does not have that. It is not waterproof. It also doesn't have built-in GPS. There's a lot of watches on the market uh, that have built-in GPS, so you don't have to run with a phone. You can just run with a watch. Uh, in Apple's case here with Apple Watch, if you want GPS, you need to run with your phone or exercise with your phone in your hand or in your pocket or strapped to your arm or whatever. So that's another tick against it. Uh, it does also, it is a little expensive, I have to say. You go past the entry-level models there, 499 and 579 for the 38 and 42 mil, respectively. They're the entry-level models. Once you get past that, you're looking at combination of the Apple Watch and bands. You're looking at a device that costs actually more than the iPhone 6 that it may be connected to. It does connect to the iPhone 5 and up, but you're, you're looking at a possibility here where the watch actually costs more than the phone it's connected to. But having said that, Apple Watch is a great, really well-designed product. Uh, it, it offers Apple's typical high standards, great workmanship and quality. Uh, it does deliver those emails, notifications seamlessly. Uh, it does tell you to get up and move around every now and again. There's an activity feature there where you can count your steps and your calories burned. Uh, there is a great workout app too that can, uh, that can you can tailor your workouts. There are a lot of options uh, for running, indoor running, treadmill, rowing, all that sort of thing. So Apple Watch, look, not everyone's going to buy it. Not everyone can afford it, but those who will, will love it. They will not regret that at all. You want to read our full review? We're about to talk about the apps in the, uh, right now, but if you want to read the full review that's up on Tech Guide, you can know where to find it, techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. Okay, now we've spoken about the Apple Watch itself, which is uh, an impressive product uh, on its own. But you know what? It wouldn't be anything without apps. Now, Apple very, very cleverly put out the Watch Kit, which is a development kit for uh, app developers six or seven months ago. So from day one, there would be a lot of apps, and that's exactly what's happened. There are more than 3,000 third-party apps ready to install on your Apple Watch right now. That is the strength of this device, as was the case with the iPhone, where apps really turned the device into something special. That is the case here 
with Apple Watch. They uh, they know that it worked for iPhone. They're going to support developers and help them create great apps for the watch as well. Now, I think Apple set the ground rules, as with their own apps. Uh, don't expect to be able to type out a tweet on your Apple Watch or type out a comment on Instagram or watch a video or look at a website. There's no browser. Uh, there's no video playback. It'll tell you to look at it on your iPhone. So this gives users... Uh, well, app developers have to give users a taste of the full-blown iPhone app, not the whole iPhone app. So, for example, the Twitter app lets you look at recent posts, lets you look at trending topics, but you can't write a tweet, you can't like a tweet, retweet. It's just for you to view the content. Same thing for Instagram. Instagram allows you to look at the last seven or eight of the pictures in your feed. It allows you to see what people have liked your photos as well. So nice big buttons on the screen so you can scroll up and down the list. But if you want to press anything, the buttons are nice and large so your finger can find that button quite easily. Uh, there are other apps, though, that have taken advantage of the fact that this is a device on your wrist. So a really easy place for you to gather information. One, one app that lets you do that is Expedia. Uh, it's a travel app, so it gives you different up, up to 20 different notifications in, from flight and gate changes, hotel check-in time. So all that information is at your wrist. Rather than having to dig into your, into your itinerary and your bag, it's all right there in the Expedia app on your wrist. Uh, Woolworths have come to the party too with their own app, so it allows you to put your shopping list right there on Apple Watch, and it, it can find your location and even order your shopping list in the aisle order of that particular store. So it will give you you in order how you can find those products in the aisles to make your shopping even faster. Qantas have also got an app that gives you information about your flight, how long to boarding time, what gate, departure time, arrival time, etc., etc. Uh, it not only provides information, it also allows control. If you've got a PowerPoint presentation running off uh, your smartphone or maybe a keynote presentation uh, off your iPhone as well, you can control your presentation through Apple Watch because it can sync back to the phone. You can, you know, you may have the phone connected to using Apple TV to a television. You can control that presentation from your wrist with Apple Watch. Plenty of other apps there as well, including power, the uh, hotels.com. So if you want to look, see, uh, find a nearby hotel. Uh, invoice to go which is an Australian app that allows you to send your invoices on the run. Now you have an Apple Watch version of in Invoice to go. You can easily capture the data uh, that will appear in the final invoice. You can even uh, take note of the time, that, that track the, the amount of time you spent on a particular job as well. So that's very helpful. Uber, you can call Uber car from your wrist also. Shazam if you want to identify a song uh, you can do that from Apple Watch as well. Even eBay is it on the app, so you can keep track of your your items that you happen to be watching, and you'll get notifications on your wrist. You'll be able to browse items through the eBay uh, Apple Watch app as well. So right off the bat, you've got a lot of great third-party apps there which will help people, will, will bring people closer to Apple Watch. As I said, the apps are what make the device. Apple have plenty of their own native apps, but all these third-party apps coming through is going to give people just one more reason to buy Apple Watch as well. If you want to see all of those apps and see all the screenshots, you know where to find it, techguide.com.au.
Okay, getting into headphones, we're talking Beats Solo 2 wireless headphones from Dr. Dre, which uh, incidentally is now owned by Apple. Apple now own Beats. And as a matter of fact, these Solo 2 wireless headphones are available in the same colors as the iPhone. So gold, silver, and space gray are the options on top of the usual red, white, black, uh, and blue. So you can uh, not only have those colors, but you can also match your iPhone as well. Now, these are beauties. These are wireless headphones. Ear cups are just big enough to fit on top of your ears. Soft leather that forms a cushion also forms a bit of a barrier so that you can uh, it, it offers a bit of noise cancellation as well. And because it's wireless, it's got Bluetooth, connects to your device wirelessly. There are controls on the left ear cup to navigate your music, the volume, uh, and even to make and, and receive calls. The right hand side has the power button and also an indicator to tell you how much charge is left in the battery it's got a rechargeable battery on board but don't worry if you do run out of battery you can still use the included cord to use them as a regular pair of headphones now on the audio quality side I really rate these headphones. The earlier Beats models, other Beats models, were really bass heavy. I think they were sort of the meant for be the headphones for the streets. And bass for these younger users, these younger listeners, was all important. The Solo 2 wireless are a little bit more sophisticated. Bass is provided in a more even manner so that you're getting not only the highs and the mediums and the bass comes in at a satisfying but not overpowering level. That's what we like about these. Sound quality is fantastic. The wireless to the Beats Solo 2 wireless headphones, they're not cheap. They're $399.95, but this will be a product that you'll be happy that you've spent the extra money. The sound quality is that good, and when you're done listening they fold down into a small package and can be folded away into the included bag little case that comes with them as well the Beats Solo 2 wireless headphones priced at $399.95 and you can read the complete review at techguide.com.au Tech Now answering all your tech questions the Tech Guide help desk now, we're going to answer a question that we've had a couple of times before, but it does seem to be one of, of a lot of, lot of interest around this. One challenge that people have is trying to get their network to reach their entire home. Now, there are a couple of products you can do to extend your network into those little dark spots, those black spots in your home, maybe upstairs, out the back of your house, at the front of your house. It'll allow you, these products will allow you to get that connection to those spots in your house. The first is the range extender. This is a product that can pick up the wireless signal from your existing modem router and then strengthen that signal and push it into these these black spots in your home. So the secret here is to locate your range extender halfway between the modem and the black spot. So if it, it hits, the signal will hit the black spot and then extend its strength into that black spot to give you better coverage. So that's why it's called a range extender. It extends the range of your wireless network. It's like an extension cord for your wireless network. So if there are spots, you can just strategically position that device and our sponsors, Netgear, make a great range extender which has indicator lights to tell you, to direct you to the best spot to locate that range extender. Because one of the problems is that people who buy range extenders put them in the wrong place. A lot of people make the mistake of taking that range extender and putting it in the black spot. 
thinking that it's going to magically create a wireless network, whereas in actual fact it doesn't. What you need to do is to locate that range extender about halfway towards the black spot so that the, the signal hits the black spot, that range extender, sorry, hits the range extender, and then that range extender piggybacks that signal and pushes it into that black spot. The other thing you can do, now this was a product that's been around for a little while. It was, it was a hot product about two or three years ago and seems to be making a comeback of sorts. And these are power line extenders. A lot of people aren't aware your power lines in your home is a great way to connect. So what you do, the power line, say for example, you put the first power line adapter near your modem router. A cable goes into that power line extender, goes into your PowerPoint. The other power line adapter then is plugged in near where you want the signal to go. So, for example, you may have a smart TV at the end of the house. You plug in that power line adapter behind your TV. So what will happen, the signal will travel from one adapter near the modem and then send the signal along the power line to the other power line adapter and then bring it out to your product. So whether it's a smart TV, a gaming console, so you can actually hardwire or have a wireless connection to the, on that other end. So power line adapters are back. They're also an effective way to cover that shortfall of your wireless network. You can actually have a wired connection using that power line in your home, your electricity line in your house. Existing power lines, there's no need to build a special one that will all work the same way. Well, there are two ways to get your wireless network, your home network, into uh, those dark spots and extend it out even further. You're listening to Tech Guide. And that's the end of our show for this week. You can read everything we've talked about at techguide.com.au and we'd love you to get in touch with us. You can email us at info at techguide.com.au. We may be reading your question out on next week's Help Desk. Special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs. If you want to stay connected, the answer is Netgear. Thanks for listening. been great having you with us once again. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, as we always say, stay safe and stay connected. 